plug it I in. hear you. Yeah. Re- I had to remember to plug that in this yeah. time. Hey, hello, everyone. I'm Joseph Roberson, a.k.a. Professor Joe of both King Talk Podcast and the Professor Joe Show, and you're currently listening to King Talk, our transparent discussion on any and all issues related to life with the intent of creating an environment of effective communication and an atmosphere of respect, compassion, and understanding. If there's something you'd like to hear discuss, feel free to drop us a line, shoot us a DM, let us know on IG at King Talk Podcast. That's one word, King Talk Podcast on IG. Or you can find us on Facebook at King Talk Podcast and on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and a host of other platforms. Today, it is my esteemed privilege to welcome back Chavis Carpenter. Chavis, thank you. I got to give you applause thank you, again. Thank you. Thank you. My king, so, so Grace, who does the production, Grace mm-hmm. let me know we did not appropriately introduced you last time and uh, and I think it's so apropos for the discussion because I appreciate that we were able to discuss broader societal issues mm-hmm. but um, within that because that's important right now I don't want to just talk about youth athletics why right. so many young people are concerned with well what does tomorrow look like what is right. what does <clears throat> normal look like any longer so I don't want to always prioritize something if it's not uh, really apropos based on what's gotcha. going on and at the same time in one sense it is and so I'd really you know like to get some of your background as it relates to the topic of youth athletics because mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons I asked you back I had a great discussion last time about you know broader societal issues mm-hmm. but I wanted to have a chance to you know get back to some of our roots and discuss with you uh, youth athletics especially based on you because the thing I find so amazing about yourself uh, that is not all that common right mm-hmm is that you've worn multiple hats. Oh, yeah. you, fu- you fulfill multiple roles, and I've seen you do them all mm-hmm. to a standard of excellence. Thank you. So your son just finished high school athletics and is now proceeding mm-hmm. forward to a college experience. Correct. Right. So I know you've lived it as a parent. Yes. I've also had the chance to compete against you, and oh, yeah. I know you are a competitor. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's so crazy? This is, and I was telling my son about playing nasty, right, mm-hmm. and being aggressive. And then I was telling him, but doing it with a level... Some people think that that just means the whole disposition or attitude. Right, right. You did it so well while still being polite. Mm-hmm. You really beat people mm-hmm. up and still did it politely. So I know you as a competitor, mm-hmm. but I've also seen you refing, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And you and you've done that where you demonstrate not just a level of professionalism, but rapport with the athletes who you are refing, where they respect you. Because, you know, as a former athlete, I know sometimes you walk away from the game looking at a certain uh, ref like, man, if oh, I'm yeah. right. But they <laughs> actually leave with a sense of respect for you both as a ref and as a person. And I know you've done coaching. So you've worn all these multiple hats. So um, did I cover it all or is there anything? What am I missing? What am I missing? No, I mean, that pretty much sums it up. Okay. Um, <clears throat> well, just to give you a little background as far as athletics, um, I grew up playing basketball, baseball, football okay. at an early age. Gotcha. I started out on a travel circuit with basketball, okay. playing Pop Warner football, five, six years old. Gotcha. So growing up um, in the youth athletic circuit, some of the things that I learned that I carried on to adulthood, to my professional life, um, make me who I am today. Okay. Now, with regards to learning how to play physical and be nasty, that came with time. You know, I started out, I was a five, six year old, just like everyone else. Right. Uh, scrawny kid. Um, as I grew older in football, basketball, baseball, I developed, you know, mm-hmm. got a little bigger. And um, being that I played since I was a younger age, I, I learned how to use my body in basketball, right. football, baseball. Like with anything, you learn how to adapt. Yes, yes. And that adaptability carried on over to my professional life, to adulthood. Gotcha. So, with regards to the physicality, as I got older, I learned that there's a way that you can um, be an enforcer and you can be physical and you can intimidate opponents within the realm of basketball right. without being a nasty person, without right, being right. Bi- physically right. violent outside right. of the right. rules, outside of the guidelines. Right. Without necessarily being dirty. Yeah, obnoxious. Yeah, yeah. yeah, All all of those things I learned early, how to be a good sport, sportsmanship, Um, and I carried that on until you know high school, junior college. When I when I played ball, I learned how to play within the rules. Right. And I learned how to, you you can physically get in someone's head physically. Right. Right. Mentally. Yes. You know, and uh, having an 
a, a higher IQ at that level. You know what I mean? So right. the, the sports helped me in, in the business world. It helped me at home. Yeah. It helped me in all aspects of my gotcha. life. Gotcha. Um, yes. That adaptability, learning how to adapt to your opponent, adapt to your kids, adapt to your spouse, right. adapt right. to your employer, adapt yes. to your boss. Um, right. There's so many variables that um, have helped me, mm-hmm. you know, to navigate through through every aspect of life. Hey, okay, so can we touch on that? Because without me having prefaced you on the discussion, mm-hmm. that's where I want to go with this. Because, okay, I, first of all, I need to be humble. I'm not perfect, right? Yeah. So, I, and I, I want to say that before I've expressed some of my frustrations being around youth sports. Oh, yeah. So I didn't get to participate in youth sports growing up. That's not what my situation afforded me that that chance, <laughs> right? So I was older, right? I was literally a grown man when I got Mm -hmm. to go participate in collegiate athletics. So what I would see is this. I would see coaches interact with young people in a way that I clearly understood that that is absolutely, there's there's absolutely nothing you're doing Mm -hmm. that is edifying to the soul, that's preparing them for life. You're just going on rants and conducting yourself because you're feeding into your own ego, right? Right. I would see what parents would do at times, and I would be like, that's of absolutely no benefit to your child. So then after my own collegiate experience, I've also um, basically trying to facilitate opportunities for my son. I've coached Mm -hmm. as part of youth organizations, right? And and I've become amazed where I go to these tournaments and I see the behavior of certain parents Mm -hmm. where I think, like, dang, you miss... You, you are oblivious. And this is what I have to say. And it's not just a couple. Mm-hmm. It's not just one or two parents. I, I hate to put it this way because you never want to paint with too broad of a brush. It's widespread. Yeah. And it's, mm-hmm. it's almost a vast majority are mm-hmm. missing the entire point well, yeah. of how youth athletics can be used to facilitate the growth and development of young people into viable members of the community. Absolutely. Whether it's good sportsmanship with winning or losing, mm-hmm. or how to be the dominant person in your environment, but not be obnoxious and cruel to other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just see so many things. And, and so one of the things I wanted to touch on you today, with, with, uh, touch on with you is your perspective on what are the obligations of people as it relates to young people? Like, what should a coach's thought process be? What should a parent's thought? And then I'll be quiet, but I even want to throw refs in there because one time, and it's not just one time, but just multiple times, I'm thinking of one incident, but there was a ref in a basketball game who was um, refing the game with some, with my kids who Mm -hmm. I I was coaching. And so the ref called a foul and the kid spoke to the ref while the other kid was on the free throw line. Wasn't being disrespectful whatsoever. Wasn't challenging his authority. He was asking for true feedback of like, hey, how did I get him? Mm-hmm. He was asking to be coached in a sense, right? And I right. use that word coach. So then the ref um, kind of replied in a um, in a brash way. Am I just making up a word in a brash no, way to do no. it, right? Yeah. So then I looked at the ref. I was like, hey, he's not challenging your authority. He asking you to coach him up. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then the ref turned around and looked at me and he said, you hear the words you use? I said, coach? And he was like, yeah, that's your job. That ain't my... And I thought to myself, mm. Outside of this environment, and I need to say this as because for whoever listening to this podcast, my goal is to be an upstanding member of the community. So I mean this in terms of internally how I felt right. based on my background, mm-hmm. not what I would do at this moment <laughs> right, in my life. Right. <laughs> but I really wanted to do something to that person because yeah. I was like, that's your ego talking, my brother. And I can Correct. show you how to slow down your ego. Correct. I can Because right now it's not about me or you. It's about mm-hmm. you accepted a role, whether you're doing it for the paycheck or not. Right. You accepted a role that bears outcomes for the young people whose mind you could be shaping and influencing right now. Mm-hmm. So you speaking to me based on the logistics of vernacular, when I'm talking about at any point you have been put in charge or, or in a situation where you're interacting with young people and you can impact their thought process, you need to proceed forward with the intent to do so in a positive way. So anyway, because you've worn all those hats, and I've spoken to you on this before, I've seen you interact mm-hmm. with people as a ref and it's almost made me emotional because I thought like, dang, why don't more people understand that they're in contact with young people? So you have an opportunity to exponentially impact societal change. Mm-hmm. We all wonder, especially in these days and time, well, what could we be doing as individuals? 
Well, maybe there's no broad, amazing thing we do. Maybe it's in our individual daily lives. Right. All those little opportunities we have to conduct ourselves mm -hmm. in a way oh, yeah. that sends a message to others or demonstrates. So anyway, you know, that's where I was going with it. So, I mean, what's your thoughts on each person's obligations, whether it's parents, coaches, refs? Well, I, I want to circle back really quick okay. to a point you made earlier about the culture of youth sports. Right, right. Um, that culture has existed for quite a long time gotcha. before you and I were here. Okay. okay. Um, so it's been that way. It's been that okay, way. Okay. Um, you know, m many parents, coaches, right. and officials approach the, the, the game as if there's something at stake for them. Yeah. And they overlook the kids. Yeah. And what's truly at stake is the, the young lives that are impacted right. at an early age. So for me, and, 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 and I have to just clarify that by no means have I been, uh, you know, have a clean slate right, my right. entire yeah, life. Perfect. I've been an angel as an official, as a coach. Um, I've had my moments. Right. I've had right. some meltdowns yeah. where I had to have a couple <laughs> talks with some right. coaches, right. officials, right. Yeah. or what have you. Yeah. So, I like how you use that word, talks, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah we can yeah, proceed no, for yeah. talks. Yeah, okay, okay. PC right There now. we go. So um, what I do when I coach, when I officiate, um, I try to draw on those experiences at an early age when I was in high school, when I was in junior college. Um, the people that were most impactful to me were the coaches that knew how to explain the mm -hmm. plays that knew how to explain the game. Right, right. The officials that were most impactful to me were the ones that knew how to talk to me in a way where I felt respected, yes. while I felt understood, right, right. You know, where I felt recognized. Right. Because just because, uh, just because we're in our youth, we're kids, it doesn't mean that an official should talk down to us or treat us like, you're just a kid, play basketball, don't talk to me. That's not your job. My job as an official when I'm out there with these young men, young ladies, is to encourage them. First of all, everyone is not going to be a great basketball player. Everyone's not gonna be a great football player. So when I'm on the field, if I can touch someone in the sense of emotionally yeah. and impact their growth, I've done my job. Because they'll remember me years from now. Hey, you know what? You talked to me during the game. You told me I was a good basketball player. I was a good football player. And you motivated me to keep playing. Right, right. Because a bad official, you can, you can discourage a kid from wanting to continue playing sports. A really bad official that impacts a game and affects the, uh, the course of a game. Right. You can discourage a kid from ever wanting to play the game again in life. Right. And they'll give up. I'm done. Now I want to go and I want to be in the streets. Right. I want to go do something that's not right. constructive. And I don't like that I had to let him disrespect me and get away with it. And Absolutely. I, and that, that's just one thing. It could be a million, but yeah. we can impact outcomes. Absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 at the, and, and, and adding to that, uh, everyone is to be respected. You know, uh, you have a kid on the, on, the, on the field, on the court that's yeah. eight years old, 18 years old, 28, a young man. Yeah. Everyone is to be respected. So if you want respect down the line from these kids that will be young men one day, yes, yes, yes. they're going to remember you. Yes, yes. And they'll say, you know what, you, you, you were wrong. Yeah. And you, you talked to me in a demeaning way. Yeah. You, you were not polite. Yeah. You know, and, and I, I didn't like that. Yeah. And I remember you. Yeah. If they say it that way. Absolutely. If they say it that they way. They might not yeah. say anything. They yeah. might just... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Respond yeah, <laughs> in a, a nonverbal way. You never yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. And we should be thoughtful. And, and and that's a possibility. But even if that wasn't the reason, it's just validate someone's existence. Honor, Absolutely. honor their identity. Absolutely. Because forget sports. Mm -hmm. You don't know where the maybe if you facilitate a moment of confidence for them. Mm -hmm. And again, it doesn't mean create a um, illusion in their mind or no. you know treat teach them to be delusional about what no. their future will be in the sports it's just that the message you're sending is that every human deserves to be honored and validated in some form or fashion there's ways to handle things i don't i don't want to go too far in this story but i just had a talk with my son last night about one day we was at the park mm -hmm. when he was six or seven and there was a grown man saying some things to him Right. Or saying some things to a kid who was playing against him. Mm -hmm. 
I'm not stupid. I know predatory behavior. You're not just addressing that other kid. And so now this goes into some of the times the yeah. behaviors of parents and even coaches mm-hmm. at games, right? What you're saying, you intend for my son to hear. Mm-hmm. You intend for to hear you because you know it's affecting them psychologically. Yeah. My son was in tears afterwards. My son at six or seven said, hey, why ain't you do something now? My son said, why ain't you do something, Dad? Right? I had to explain to my son. I was like, look, man, let me explain to you the character mm-hmm. of the man who did that. I was like, I've been, around, I've known him for going on several decades. Yeah. I was like, we've had a run-in before. I was like, one day you're going to understand his character as a man and why he took this opportunity to do that. And you're going to understand why I couldn't do nothing to him. Mm-hmm. Why it would be inappropriate. Got you. Ten years, no, no, not even ten, because he was six or seven when he was about 13 or 14. Now we playing and I'm taking him to play in gyms with grown men. Mm-hmm. Dude was playing against us one day, right? <laughs> he was checking me, my brother, yeah. and it was it was bad for him. I felt for him where his teammates yeah. turned on him, right? Yeah. So then he said something to my son, man, my son let him know right then. Wow. Right? And then dude was in a state of shock where he yeah. realized that, yeah, 13, homeboy, you don't know. You touched a vein in him that he's remembered during every workout for seven mm-hmm. years. Hey, he silenced himself. So then me and I brought that up last night. I was talking with my son. I was like, you understand mm. why I couldn't? And my son was, I was like, you understand why I couldn't do nothing? That would have, I like, yeah. I had to let you get that. Right. I had to understand what it takes to become a man, especially based on the environment. I had to mm. let you get that. So Absolutely. now, you know, and then all he could do was laugh about it because yeah. he began to really realize, hey, that's why I tell you to stay ready. Mm-hmm. So now you don't have to get ready. So anyway, again, yeah, and that's not ideally the message I want, yeah, right? Um, but there are life young lessons. people, uh, but absolutely. there's real life lessons. Yeah, you got me. Absolutely. So that's important. Yeah. Um, what what about parents? So you spoke some as as a ref, your role as a ref. Oh, what yeah. about your role as a parent? Um, my me personally as a parent, or well, okay, well, hey, well, my we, interaction with parents as an official. We could go either either way or both. Okay. All right, yeah, yeah. All right, well, I'll stay along those lines uh, okay, as okay. an official for gotcha, um, gotcha. with parents. Um, and we're going back to that culture, right, right. high school and, yes. and youth athletics. Um, I've learned that parents sometimes, man, they, there are some misfortunes. There's some things that, I mean, we're just being honest. Yeah, yeah. There's some things that I'm happen. using that, uh, some misfortunes. Hey. I'm still in that one. Go hey. ahead, though. I'm Go just ahead. being Go honest. Ahead. And, and there's some things that have occurred um, with those parents in their lifetime yeah, that have yeah. made them, like you said, yeah. the parent or the man that your son yeah. ran into yeah. down the line. Um, there are some parents that have had some things occur in their life. Yeah. And they're banking on their kid making it to the NFL, the major leagues, yeah, to the yeah, NBA. Yeah, yeah. They are, um, they live vicariously through yeah, their kid. Yeah. Even if their kid is not going to the next level or going pro or college, right, right. they feel validated that their kid is the best player. Right. And it's not about you anymore. Right, at all. You, you had your turn and, and, and I'm not you know, uh, condemning you for yeah. you know, encouraging your kid, but at the same time, you had your chance. Now it's your turn. And me as a parent, I had to learn that early on with my son. Okay. I was a screamer and yelling. My son, come on, you know. And I had to learn. And I'm not doing him any good. Right. If right. he's going to make it anywhere, yeah, yeah. if he is going to be successful, me yelling and screaming is not going to contribute to that. At all. At all. At all. And, yeah. and we think it is. Right. The tougher we are on our kids, get over here and we make them run all night until they're all ready yeah. to pass out. That's not going to make your kid a better ball player. That's going to give them PTSD. <laughs> exactly. So uh, if the kid, those kids are identified at a certain point in life. And yeah. we have to come to grips with that. So what are we getting out of this? What are we getting out of high school and youth sports? Life lessons with your son. You were just alluding yeah. to that. Life lessons. So I had to really evaluate my role as a parent mm-hmm. and how I uh, conducted myself around my, my kids and around my son. Because do you want to be that helicopter parent? You're yelling yeah. and screaming all the parents. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Every time you walk in the gym on the field, they're like, oh, this guy again. So I had to be a parent right. Right. And, and, and not the, the helicopter dad running down the field while my son's running the ball or chasing him down the court. Let him play. Let him play. I'm supposed to be that 
father figure in the bleachers when he looks up and all I'm doing is giving him affirmation. Right, right. Yeah. We are there to give affirmation, right. not to beat our kids up. Because at some point in life, if you beat your kids up, you beat them up, beat them up, then they're going to have PTSD, like you said, yeah. at, as an adult. Yeah. They'll look back and they don't feel validated. Yeah. They don't feel like they're a viable contributor to something because they never feel like they live up to your expectations. Right, right. Real life. It's real life. With, with my experience, it's so great. So one of the lessons I learned competing at the college level, I had to go to the, uh, the community college route. Mm -hmm. And the community college I played at wasn't very good in football the years I was there. And matter of fact, that's an understatement. It was horrible. It was horrible, right? <laughs> you said an understatement. Yeah. Now, again, we're playing against other local schools because the ironic thing about the San Fernando Valley area mm -hmm. and then the surrounding communi communities, whether you talk about Moore Park, uh, Santa Clarita area, mm -hmm. Santa Monica area, uh, Glendale, whether, uh, is that there are this many community colleges oh, yeah. and, and the vicinity that they are. Oh, yeah. So there were other schools where the teams were far better. And mm. people would inquire, like, why are you playing there? And to some degree, it did hurt my ego. It did hurt my ego because we weren't beating anyone. And their discussions used to be how bad they had beat us in comparison to each other, right? And it was a fair discussion. It wasn't even anything appropriate about it. They, I don't think the discussion was meant to demean. Mm -hmm. It was just a real discussion. How, how bad did you put hands on them? Because we beat them by this much. Now, this is the thing that was so crazy, though, is this. But because of that, me being an inexperienced player and someone who didn't, wasn't groomed growing up, since that wasn't my experience, I didn't get to do Pop Warner High yeah. School and all that, that's the only environment I really would have gotten to play in and gotten the level of reps mm. needed to position me to go to a university and compete and get scholarship money. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. So when I was at the university playing and receiving the benefits of the scholarship aid, yeah and just the opportunity to compete, I realized that I would look around and not see any of those people who went to better schools than me or technically at some point were better athletes. Mm -hmm. But I began to realize like, Joseph, if you went to the school they went to, you may have never gotten on the field and gotten a chance to improve yourself. So therefore it really benefited me. And that was a life lesson I learned mm -hmm. to walk away with is the insight that, okay, it's not always about today. It's about how does this position you for three years, five years, eight years, 10 years, 12, 15. Mm -hmm. So I began to make moves, whether they were financially mm -hmm. or rela uh, related to my relationship, how I conduct myself, friendships, mm -hmm. how I treat people Absolutely. with the understanding of, it's not just about this one moment. It's about three, five, oh, eight. Yeah. So again, that was a lesson I, I walked away with that has greatly benefited my life. And one of the reasons I bring that up is now when you look at the culture of sports in general and youth sports, a lot of times you don't see people who want to suffer and go through the adversity and challenges. I even see parents now who, like when I was younger, you would build something. You would build towards greatness. We mm. saw Chicago do it. We saw Detroit do it. We saw that there became this lesson through, and I'm referring to NBA teams. We saw where, okay, they had to go through these difficult growing challenges of getting beat up by these teams that were kind of the big brother of, the, right. of their conference, right? But they learned through that. And then, whereas nowadays, both sometimes, you know, and I'm not knocking professional athletes whatsoever, but sometimes at that level, and it's been a trickle down now into high school and youth athletics where, dang, people don't want to go through no growing pains. Parents no. will, I've seen parents who've had their kids on like four different travel teams, not just where <laughs> your kid playing for each right. team getting reps. I get right. that. He's jumping all over. Yeah, but when you just yeah, keep yeah. going team for team, yeah. like, because they were losing, yeah. but your kid was on the floor benefiting that whole time from playing, I, I still wonder, like, do these parents understand the true benefit of youth athletics? Because all you're really teaching your child a lot of times is every time there's difficulty, you have to go look for a better situation. Mm -hmm. Now, what they go do when they get into marriage? Because I right. guarantee you, my brother, I got the perfect partner. Yeah. I got the perfect partner yeah. for me, and it's not been without difficulty or challenge. Oh, yeah. Hey, primarily because, is she listening? Hold on. <laughs> hey, primarily because of myself, Damn, you, know, you know, right? Yeah. But so again, it's these life lessons people are, are walking away, which that concerns me. I even watched bringing up your son, mm -hmm. As a upperclassman in high school, I really admired the way he conducted himself because as a senior, 
Um, he wasn't, and I'm not speaking negatively yeah. by any of his teammates because it looked like a lot of them were younger. Yeah. But he was the upperclassman on a team that didn't appear senior late in team, right? He might have been one of the only seniors that I saw out there. One of the things I appreciated about him, though, he never conducted himself with visually what I could observe in terms of frustration towards his teammates. He never yeah. appeared like, okay, y'all not able to help, y'all not. He, so he didn't bring the environment down. Yeah. You know, so even again, life lesson mm -hmm. about how do you treat people around you. So my Absolutely. bad, man. When I get on a tangent, I get no, to talk. No, 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 no. Hey, trust me. How, how did he stuff. handle that? What did you? What lessons do you think he walked away with from that experience? Well, just to clarify. Okay, I'll break it down. He was younger than most of the kids that oh, he were was in younger? grades lower than he was. Wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. One of those experiences. Absolutely. That's different. Yeah. So, That's different. Yeah. Okay. My son was, when he was a senior, there were only three seniors on that team. It was okay. a 15 uh, man roster. Okay. Only three seniors. Wow. He was younger. He was the third youngest on the team. Wow. And so, some of the kids that were sophomores were older than him. And that's how sports goes That's nowadays. how sports yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, my son started yeah. kindergarten before the age rule was okay. implemented. Okay. And so... He was four going on five, going into kindergarten. Wow, okay. So, you know, in the travel circuit, I that had plenty of coaches and, you know, guys that ran programs would come up to me and say, hey, you should hold him back two years. Yeah, he can yeah, go two yeah. years if you hold him back. Yes. And he still would be where he's, where yeah, he's supposed yeah, yeah, to yeah, be, where yeah. most of the other kids right, are. Right, right, right. And I thought about it. Okay. And I really thought about it, not from a basketball perspective, but from a maturation that's what really concerned me, okay. not the basketball. Cause I, because I knew at some point the, the body and everything would catch up. Right, right. Whether that was after high school, yeah. um, physically, right. he's grown right. into his body. But I saw a picture of him recently. He's a man. Oh, he, he, he's, he's a man. He's, yeah, yeah. he's a big dude. But he's still only 18? He just turned 18. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. He's, a, he's okay. a year or so move, removed okay, from gotcha. high school. Real quick, I had a community college student who's now transferring to a university who in his second year in community college yeah. was younger than a significant amount of the high school seniors. Absolutely. In the local community. So I've, yeah. seen, I've seen how yes. that happens. And, and it happens. Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. happens that way. Yeah. The, the most not important. to knock anyone else. No, 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 no. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. You have to do what's best for your kid. Everybody has to do what's best. Right, I, right, I right. have buddies that uh, they've held their kids back three times. Deep, deep. Wow. Deep. wow. And, and I didn't know. If you do it three times, though, it better be for maturation. It better be for psychological, cognitive development. But well, you, hold on, you as a parent, you do what's best for your child. <laughs> right, I get right, that. Right. But yeah. three times for college yeah. sports or, or to make it as a pro, I don't yeah. know. That's kind of a lot. Well, I'll say this much. It worked. Okay. okay. The kid turned out to be, you okay. know, all, okay, I got everything you, you can should, think of. Should be, though. Should be. Absolutely. But Absolutely. at a certain level, what I have seen, um, you know, through my own experiences, also a little brother who played professionally, is yeah. it does balance out at a certain point where mm -hmm. if they make it to that level, yeah. all of a sudden, a lot of times you'll still see where on some level there's differences based on now that they're competing with people their own age or you know, but yeah. but that being said, I'm not. It can't be too many people who did that. So I hear what you're saying. Oh, it's quite a it's quite a bit. Yeah. I'm a travel oh, oh, okay, okay. around, travel, I see oh, I got you. Quite I got you. a bit of it. But the, the three year olds. Yes. I mean the three the yes. three years too. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Because in high school, I, I believe they can play until they're 19, and they can't turn 20 right. until. January of that graduating gotcha. year. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if a kid like yeah. my son, he could have saved three yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, and wow. And he would have been okay. Hey, yeah, but yeah. watch this. If you graduate in high school and you just turn 20, like if it's hey. June and you turn Johnny and Mark, you better be fresh. <laughs> Let me tell you. You better man. be fresh. <laughs> you know what? When I was, I would be in the travel circuit. I'm not knocking anybody. I'm not no, knocking no, anybody. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, you, I would be on the travel circuit uh -huh. with my son and I would see some of these kids and I'd go, oh, my goodness, this dude has a full beard. He's almost 20 yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My son's out there 14. I'm going, yeah, there's no yeah, way in the world yeah. he should be on the court. But yeah. life lessons. Yeah. Um, and, and, and just, you know, just adding to what you said, I'm not knocking anybody. At if all. it, if it works all. out. Yeah, do it. Yeah, trust me. And it, it is working out for some people. It is. Absolutely. That, that we know. That we know. Absolutely. I yeah. know some yeah. two or three year holdbacks that yeah. went to yeah. the next level and they're playing pro of, okay. you know, some sort. Right, right. So, um, I, I won't knock it. Uh, whatever works. Yeah. Hey, but if it's just to, but to be fair, mm -hmm. and again, but most of those parents who do that, I will say the fathers I know, yeah. 
are thoughtful about it because they know they have a bigger vision. Absolutely. So they're never the ones at the games being loud and obnoxious. Correct. Correct. You feel me? Yeah. They're always yeah. the ones who kind of understand this is the bigger picture of my idea, so we're getting in this work. Yeah. So they're not the parent. But I was going to say, if they are, yeah. just don't be bragging about your kid, the best 17-year-old, if your kid really turned 20. You feel me? Don't mess up the language well, like that. There, there are pros and cons to everything. Uh-huh. So my only... Um, issue with some of those parents is that if you if that derives from selfish personal reasons okay gotcha gotcha if yeah. you're living vicariously through your kid and yeah. you're holding your kid back and you're banking on that that yeah. meal ticket yeah. if you're waiting on your kid to be the next so-and-so yeah. Yeah. and you're three years you're yeah. transferring school to school right I, I you know i don't have an issue with it, whatever works yeah. because i'm not your kid's parent Right, right. That's you. Yeah, I'm not, right. um, you know, I'm not you Yeah. as yeah. your kid, you know, right. as the father. I have my own kid to parent. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, whatever works. Yeah. But if you're doing it for selfish reasons, man, yeah. I've seen, you know, the whole back situation not work out on the positive side. Okay. And, and it affect the kid because all of a sudden, from a maturity perspective, yeah. He's 20 years old, but he's been hanging around 15 and 16 year old right, kids right, for the last right, three or four years. Right. So he's 21 years old now, and he's he has the mind of a 15 year old. Right. Right. So it can work out either way. Right. And yeah. so so it's advisable that you know at least parents be aware in that particular set. That and that is a highly specific situation. Again, I I'm more familiar with one and two years. Right. Yeah. Three. That's extreme. But I will say this though: if that's your kid's dream and a yeah. vision. There's a part of me that admires the courage of a parent willing to do what, as long as it's the kid's goal. If the kids yes. say, this is really what I want, even at a young age, and a parent says, okay, I'm buying into it, I'm willing to do this for you, this is what it's going to take, yeah. I kind of like when a good plan comes together, though, so I admire that. You know what, let you me know? tell you, I'm off of the kids. Yeah. I'm yeah. off of the kids. Anybody that knows me, I officiate, right. um, when I coach, I'm off of the kids. I take the ego and, you know, yeah, I'm not yeah. Phil Jackson. Right. I'm not going to be Red Auerbach right. on the sideline. I'm here for the kids to grow. Right. So if we remove the ego and the pride out of it right. and we look at it from the perspective, I want my kid to survive in this world. Yeah, I want him yes. to be the most productive person he can be yes. or she can be in this world. If we hold our kids back for a year or two, yeah. And it helps yeah. them mature. Who, yeah. Who's in a rush to graduate and enter the real world? Hey, especially and nowadays. We yeah. Kids should not be in a rush. At Enjoy all. being a kid. If that's 19, yeah. if you're right on the borderline, 20, whatever. But yeah. as long as you're, as you're doing it for the right reasons, right. from a maturation perspective, right. you're developing and growing. Because yeah. the last thing we want to do is to push our kids out in the real world yeah. and they get crushed by life. Yeah. Yeah. And then they come back running back home, you know. Yeah. I don't and that does that. happen because nowadays, and, and I, again, I'm not speaking uh, negatively of young people at all, because in some ways they're so much more insightful than we were, and in some ways they're not. Absolutely. Global perspective, especially because of access to social media internet, they have a heightened level of awareness we often didn't have. Mm-hmm. But in terms of just some of the level of responsibility, I remember at 10, I used to be responsible for leaving school at lunchtime, walking my sister home from kindergarten, mm-hmm. and then it might have been nine, and then walking back to school, <laughs> yeah. right? Whereas you don't do that with young same, people same. nowadays. Yeah, you don't yeah. adults love that level of expectation. Oh, yeah. uh, but I agree with you. It's so weird, too. I, I appreciate this discussion with you because depending on when someone would tune into the discussion, they wouldn't know, well, hold on, are they advocating for or against? Mm-hmm. Whereas really it's not either. It's depending upon the specific circumstances um, in it's the all circumstantial. Situation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's all yeah. circumstantial. Yeah. But again, you know, just going back to those life lessons, yeah. that's what it's all about. It's about the life lessons that we learn as kids, that we provide to our kids, the life lessons. So you learn gamesmanship, mm-hmm. sportsmanship, yes. survival, yes. persistence. You, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, sustenance. Yeah. All of those key words that are yeah. that are vital and pivotal yeah. in the real world, yeah. in your professional life. If you don't know to, how to adapt, how to survive. Yeah. Okay, so we're in a pandemic right now. So all of those things, yes. the life lessons we learn when we're five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and, it, and like you said, even when you learn them later on in sports, later on in life, those are things that you have to take with you and, pl- and apply to your own personal right. circumstances. So we're in a pandemic. A lot of people are learning to adjust. 
We have to adjust to what's going on. Nothing's yeah. the same. Right, right. Okay? You have to react. You can't think. I had an old coach, Coach T, and we played baseball. And whenever we'd make an error out in the field or make a, a bad play, he'd say, and we'd say, I thought. He'd say, no, no, stop thinking. Yeah. That's your problem. You think yeah. too much. Right. <laughs> and right. I'm like, okay. As it relates so, to this. Yeah, right. Because I've prepared you. Right. To react. React. Right. Don't think. Right, right. You don't think. You're already prepared. Right. Now you have to stop thinking. Right. So as adults, as professionals, now we have a new lane in life. This pandemic has shifted so many dynamics. Yes. React. Don't think. Yeah. Yeah. React. You've already thought. Right. So now it's time to put those things into motion. You have right. to be able to move on the fly. And figure it out. Yes, because the time out. is not going to sit still and say, hey, think for a minute. Let's, let's get our thoughts together. Yeah. Yeah. It's time to react. Gotcha. We're on the clock. Right? Yeah. We're on the clock of life. We're on the board. We're on the clock in in basketball, football. The clock is running. So we don't have the time to sit there and think. Yeah. You have to be able to think and react at the same time. Figure it out on the go. On the fly. Adaptability. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what's so crazy? You mentioned that too. That is so deep um, because this is a moment where it is crucial. This is a crossroads for many people. Mm-hmm. So, so we've just received notification recently that, um, and I think for, for my son as well, and I think his is still maybe some things left to decide, but at the community college level, our sports seasons from fall have been moved to spring. Yeah. Now, for some people, that's going to lead them to their demise. For some people, there's about to be some people who still an opportunity. There's about to be some people who physically were okay Mm -hmm. going into the fall. Oh, yeah. But because they're getting that extra several months, they're going to see this as an opportunity. Mm -hmm. And they're going to implement a strategy to be more prepared than they would have been. And they're going to steal an opportunity from someone. And I imagine that's going to happen at multiple levels. While, again, you have others who in the midst of a pandemic, well, you know, the parks was closed and I couldn't go get up shots or I couldn't go anywhere and run. Mm. Hey. Figure it out. Right, right. You better be a plyometric champion. You better be a burpee monster, but Absolutely. you better figure out how to. Well, the gyms were closed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so is this about to be your excuse or an opportunity right. for right. you? But again, that's that adaptability. Mm-hmm. And so when I see parents whose kids have been playing all these years, but yeah, you didn't teach your kid the benefits and, and the, you didn't give your kid the true benefits of mm-hmm. competing in youth sports. They didn't understand. They didn't have the right thought process. So now they're not positioned to capitalize off this moment where if you understood from the beginning mm-hmm. and you l- let them face the adversities they got to face, oh, yeah. let them face the Now, as a parent, be there to to support them, mm-hmm. right, to give them that positive affirmation you mentioned, her, but let them go through some of it. Don't be so Absolutely. quick to want to save them all the time and never oh, let yeah. them experience challenges because now those young people are not prepared for the challenging moments oh, yeah. we're currently and, I, and to be honest with you, especially based on my role as an athletic counselor, it, it bothers me. It almost angers me because I'm, I work with these amazing young people who all of them are so such amazing people. But then I'll have several who are just lost and mm. and but their parental figures are there. Yeah. And so. You didn't understand yet coming into college that. You running fast wasn't going to open all the doors in life. <laughs> right. What you mean you didn't go to class? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I didn't think it. What you mean? Okay, so now I know you were one of those people who your parents let you get so caught up in your athletic performance. Right. That they didn't emphasize these other things to you. And now you don't realize this ain't high school. Yeah. You were a child superstar. Come on. Yeah. And, and it angers me because sometimes I can help and sometimes I can't. Mm-hmm. And so it becomes frustrating because I want so bad for those young sports has um, collegiate sports has done so much to change the um, fabric of my life. It has done so much to give me a life that otherwise I might not have been able to gain access to mm-hmm. that. I really want everyone to at least minimal have yeah. it. You ain't got to go to the league yeah. to walk away with a substantial uh, ability to create financial freedom in your life. Mm-hmm. When you get to make it to a university at any level, what people don't realize, these institutions are $100 million institutions. Absolutely. When you are one of their athletes mm-hmm. and become the face of their program, 
they want to support you, period. You're a commodity. Yeah, they want you part of their alumni <laughs> mm -hmm. association to come back and speak to them. Mm -hmm. So guess what they do? They open doors for you. Absolutely. So they'll help change your life. So I just think anybody should have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Even this, if you go to the community college and you do it the right way, even if you peak after community college, so you didn't really, nothing you did at community college demanded that you be given a scholarship, well, you could still handle your academics in a way that puts you in a position to apply with the right amount of eligibility left mm -hmm. remaining, mm -hmm. where you could show up at that university and say, hey, I got a redshirt year. I want to yeah. I want to try out for the team. Absolutely. Where a coach understands, like, oh, hold on, you still got, you still got three to play two? Or if you just really want to be amazing about it, you could position yourself to get to the university and still have three to play four. Mm -hmm. And then they're really looking at you like, oh, no, this is viable. Let's look at him and see what this person has done. You got what I'm saying? Absolutely. And if you could develop over that redshirt year, then the remaining years, you can earn scholarship money for those three out of the four, mm -hmm. maybe only two out of the four, or maybe do what I've done and other people have done and parlay that into a graduate. There was no other way I was going to walk away with a graduate school degree other than me parlaying that mm -hmm. athletic money and then some other avenues oh, into. So I just think, okay, if Absolutely. I did it, anyone can do this. Absolutely. And I want them to have that chance, but so many people <laughs> haven't learn that foundation because this whole time you was this amazing athlete as a youth, <laughs> yeah. nobody was teaching you the bigger picture, oh, you know? Yeah. That's the, one of the worst things we can do is uh, create child superstars. You build them up and set them up for a great fall. Oh. Um, you touched on something earlier when you made the statement, if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Yes. So when we talk about these uh, high school athletes, collegiate athletes, professional athletes mm -hmm. because I've seen some games recently and uh, so I know the pro the high school kids and the college kids aren't the only ones that right, are sitting right. around eating beignets and right. playing Fortnite <laughs> all night there's some professional athletes hey, that, hey, that were doing the same Chavis thing Chavis went to the beignets <laughs> he was real specific <laughs> hey I'm telling you man. the beignets like hey, I'm the telling you man yeah. I saw I saw some uh, some guys when the uh, the NBA opened back up with the restart uh -huh. and I said oh man yeah. He wasn't yeah. running in his yeah. spare time. Yeah. And getting paid for it and you wasn't preparing. Getting paid. When they yeah. come back, they're bloated. And, yeah. and it's your, yeah. your professional athlete. You're yeah. getting paid $500,000 yes. a game. Come on. A couple hundred, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you come back out yeah. of shame. Hey, you could be getting minimal. And that's just supposed to make you more hungry and go harder. And yeah. you come back out of shame. Yeah, you can't do that. You so, that. more life lessons from sports, youth athletics, discipline. Yeah, yeah. Perseverance. Yes. Diligence. Yes. Okay. That transition to every area of life. Every yeah. every element of life is attached to all of these life lessons. Mm -hmm. So every avenue that opens up, the discipline, the diligence, the perseverance will show up. Right. You look at a Kobe Bryant, look at a Michael Jordan, a LeBron James, Muhammad Ali. We're talking, about, we're talking about people that have persevered through right. trying troublesome times in, right. in, in their lives, right. right? Ali, and he was, uh, you know, in his prime. Right, right. He was robbed of his prime and because that, he wouldn't yes. go over and fight in a war. And that's, and, and probably would have never had to fight. He probably would have only been sent over there as a symbol. He would have been able to do exhibitions for by, but he stood on a principle. And that's a, that's a big deal, man. That's a big deal to put yourself in that position off a principle you believed in when the reality is he likely wouldn't have had to go engage in battle. Absolutely. But he, so again, that's a, another lesson to walk away with from like, that, that's just very deep in nature. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I can go, you know, a number of different ways, without, right. but I'm just saying from yeah. the perseverance, per, gotcha. yeah, uh, yeah, from yeah, that perspective. Yeah. Um, and then we can talk about, you know, Kobe Bryant, yeah. uh, the injuries. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the guy tore his Achilles. Yeah late in his career, came back, yes. scored 61 points in his yeah. final game. Okay, let me say it one more time. Scored 61 points in his final game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How old was he, 41, yeah. 42 yeah. years old? Yeah. After a torn Achilles, and yeah. I think he had uh, another knee injury and yeah. a shoulder injury, a torn labrum. Hey, and because it's Kobe, it's kind of, we dismissive about it, like 61 points, but it's, 61 points and I, and I know yeah. he shot quite quite a few times yeah, you yeah, know but yeah. at the same time 61 points in your final game after like right. some really right. serious injuries late yeah. in the latter part of your career hey, okay? and to do that in the nba is ridiculous you can, you can score 61 in high school and i'd be looking at you like you're remarkable but oh. in the nba that's like okay 
you know, like, yeah, that's that's rather exceptional. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I just use those guys as a, a few examples of the perseverance that right, it takes, right, right. you know, uh, and we're talking about the pandemic, the high yeah. school athletes, yeah. oh, the gyms are closed, yeah. the, the, the fields are off limits. Right. Uh, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. The weight room is closed. Yeah. Are you going to sit at home? Eat beignets, play Fortnite. Are you gonna go out and run through the neighborhood? Right. Are you gonna go in the backyard and, and yeah. you know do ladders and yeah. jump rope? Yeah. You know, yeah. go out and buy some iron, yeah. lift weights in the backyard. Yeah. What are you gonna do hey, with that time? Do something. Do something. something. Yeah. And yeah. especially yeah. being a pro athlete. Yeah. When I like I said, when I saw some of the guys come back out of shape, and I'm like, wait a minute, you have the privilege of of getting resources that. The majority of folks are not able to get a hold of. Real life. Real and life. you came yeah. back out of shape. Yeah. Hey, because once you're at that level, now um, the athletics are as a tool of your trade, you really likely should have already had the equipment in your home to prepare anyway. Because now this is how you earn income for yourself. So your first investment, if you were wise, ain't just to go buy material items right. to look good, clothes, jewelry, right, right. cars. Is you go right. get reinvest in yourself, mm -hmm. which means having the appropriate things to maintain your absolutely you know, physical ability to compete and mental and emotional state as well. Yeah, I appreciate you. So let me ask you this too. I know I can't hold you forever today because I know you got things to do. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you making time. Not a problem. What, what are the um, and you, based on whatever hat you wear, what is the parting messages you would want to leave with people, whether it be parents, the refs, in terms of their pro young people, um, about really understanding the true significance of, of what is the purpose of youth athletics in your life? Well, <clears throat> and, and I can go on all day about this, man, because I'm pretty passionate about um, youth athletics and my role, right. whether that's... Uh, as an official, right. as a parent, as a coach, um, as an onlooker. Um, I'm passionate about people that, that I really have no vested interest in. Yeah, yeah. And, or no, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, yeah. I just show up and I watch basketball and go, right. you know, it's, it's yeah. nice. And I might just say, or this young girl has game. Right. And I right. might share some kind words, not to create um, a world of delusion, right. but to reinforce Sometimes we can impact people that don't have that impact in their own personal right. lives at home. Right, right. The coaching might yeah. not be up to the level of what they need, but you as somebody that has a background and that has insight, if you know how to reach people, that, that, that goes a long way. So the youth sports, another thing is communication. You learn at an early age. Talk, talk. Coaches tell you, talk, talk, talk. Right. Open your mouth. Wow. Open your yeah. mouth. Communication. So yes. you learn to communicate yes. and how to communicate properly. Yeah. Not yes. just communicate, yell yeah. and scream. And, yeah. You know, a bad coach, yeah. a bad official, <laughs> right? Bad yeah. communicators. Yeah. 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 So typically the coach, oh, you know, he, I don't want to play for him. He does not, does not know how to communicate yeah. to yeah. the girls, to the boys, yeah. to the men, to the ladies. Yeah. Um, a bad official does not know how to communicate effectively, to narrate. Yes. A good official is there to narrate a game. We're, we're just there to orchestrate everything. You play and we're to be yeah. unseen, yeah. unheard. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and, yeah. and that's the key yeah. is communication, whether that's verbal or nonverbal. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what you said is so deep though, because when you leave a game, where you notice the rest more than anything, you do leave like emotionally exhausted. Like, what, oh, did, what did I just witness? Like, I don't, I don't feel good about that because you kind of somehow the uh, they over what am I what lower I'm looking for? They overwhelm the game. That's not yeah. the right terminology I'm looking for. No, I know what you're saying. Right, yeah. but it's like, oh my goodness, like I'm disappointed in the game. Not the outcome for either team necessarily. Yeah. But almost too where as a player, there was moments that you would go to the other team. Mm -hmm. Imagine this where there was sometimes officials so bad that by the end of the game you're interacting with the other team you're competing yeah. against, like, yeah, he horrible, huh? Yeah. Like yeah. just acknowledging yeah. to each other, like, yeah, yeah he yeah. just hey, I just held you and he just missed that totally, man. Yeah. Hey, you I see you fussing at the ref and I let you know, like my brother, just leave it alone. We both know he horrible. Mm -hmm. Let's just finish this game up and, yeah. and take care and of it. And I get hurt out. Yeah, yeah. I I I would say as an official, 
um, one of the things that we're taught is not to be disruptive. Okay. Yeah. Disruptive to the flow. Right, right. So basketball, we're running up and down the court. If that whistle's chirping over, over and over, there's no flow. Right. So right. that's when a, game's be, when a game becomes choppy. Now, obviously, right. we're there to protect yeah, the players. Yeah, yeah. So if, you know, someone's getting ready to be harmed on a fast break or right, something, right. we have to blow the whistle. Right. But if you're just blowing a whistle just so you look good and you're yeah, working yeah. on your mechanics, <laughs> that's yeah. not the place. It's not the place. Hey, you work on your mechanics uh, on the side. Hey, and there are people who do that. And Absolutely. not even just working the mechanics. You know, I ain't clowning because I got yeah. so many of my people who rest too. Yeah. But every now and then I'd be like, my brother, you ain't even watching the games no, no. more. Leave that mother alone in the stands, player. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, you yeah. know? Yeah. Where I was like, you here to be seen. That's what you're here for today. So, Man. you know, I, or begin making comments to players or either even other parents more to entertain yourself in the stands right. versus like, okay, come on, man. You ain't had to say that to him. You yeah. ain't had to do this. That wasn't really appropriate. But again, I still think officiating, just so I can also share this part of it, is such a difficult task, especially when you're dealing mm -hmm. with parents and coaches and oh, yeah. players yeah. in these highly emotional states yeah. that I do admire people who can. Again, that's why I didn't came to you, my brother, and yeah. just approach you on the level of, Hey, I see how you grind and how you do out there. I and I feel that. it commands the utmost respect. You know what? And, and I appreciate that. You know, as an official, as a coach, that's all we want to do is just to feel appreciated yeah. and to feel, you know, acknowledged that we're doing a good job. Yeah. Um, and for me, when I'm working a game, that communication, again, I come back to communication, respect. It goes a long way. Now, I liken uh, refereeing to like being a, a, a bouncer or yeah. you know a security guard. You don't get a reputation for how many people you knock out and beat up. Yeah. You get a greater reputation and a greater respect for how many fights you stop. Right, right. Yeah. How, how yeah. many things you de-escalate. Right, really. It's yeah. not about yeah. you know every night. If I come to the club every night. And there's a fight and you're mixing it up with the, with the guys here. Then it's yeah. like, all right, maybe I shouldn't be here. Right. right, right. But if the security is de-escalating, yeah. communicating, yeah. Yeah. hey, yeah. take it easy. You know, yeah. and, and that's what it's all about, man. So as an official, the coaches are yelling, they're screaming, communicate, learn how to talk. Because if you know what to say, yeah, yeah. Half of it is knowing what you're talking about, yeah. but at the same at the yeah. same time, you have to communicate it properly yeah. so that coach understands. That's why I didn't make that call, or that's why I made the call. Right, right. When I'm communicating to players, even though these are young men, or even you know, I do older leagues and yeah. uh, dealing with men older than me. Right. So you have to learn how to communicate on yeah. every level: communication and respect. Those yeah. two things, communication and respect, go a long way. Wow, deep, my brother. I appreciate you sharing that. Man. Hey, as always, thank you for your time. I think that's insightful. I hope thank people you, benefit you. from really hearing the discussion um, and really hearing your wisdom and insight. Also, your transparency and honesty, because one of the first things I never want to get the impression um, that I want to be overly critical, like I'm perfect. And I appreciate you acknowledging that about yourself and the roles you fulfill. So. You know, again, we appreciate you, my brother. Man, thank thank you. you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, there you go, people. You've uh, witnessed two kings talking. I uh, hope to hear you or see you uh, present next time. I guess I'm not hearing or seeing you, huh? I guess it's vice versa, <laughs> but hope you're present again. And uh, there you have it. Be well, be safe out there. I know we're living in difficult times. All right, but uh, as in all things, this too shall pass. All right, bye-bye.